Hi there, Glocal Citizens. Welcome back to the podcast that inspires a borderless mindset around doing something in the world. This week, we're back with my guest, Samira Bass, who is the owner and CEO of Real Egypt and Real Sudan Tours. He is a well-known Egyptologist when he's done so many interviews on Nile TV, radio programs. He's an entrepreneur. He's an agricultural scientist. He's a former basketball player with the Egyptian National League. He is truly a Renaissance man. So I hope you're enjoying or you enjoyed part one of the conversation. And let's get right back to it with Samir. Okay, so Samir, I always like to ask my guests um, something that's a little less business, less, you know, professionally focused. And I always want to get a sense of who you are outside of work. And so tell us what you are listening to these days. Okay, so I like music. And I don't like to classify music into classical, modern, African, Western, Egyptian, Arabs. No, it's only the music I like and the music I don't like. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So, that's, you know, so that's how I pick my music. You know, and when I say music, I refer to some songs as well. Mm-hmm. And I like some of the Nubian music. Okay. Upper Egyptian, classical, some modern Europeans, but something which is with the rhythm, that's which is my ear well like to hear. Okay. Um, I like cooking and that's the time which is normally I listen for music. Oh, okay. Oh, so you're, uh, oh, you like or, to cook. Yeah. Okay. I think in cooking is, you know, in our world today, we have, uh, there is limitations. There is lots of limitation and to be innovative, it's not easy to make it to be innovative every day. So yes. when you cook, you have a chance with every dish, with every meal to make something unique and something different as an exercise for your, your mind and your soul to be innovative. Okay. And That's true. Because, That's very yeah, true. Yeah. Because otherwise, to be innovative in work, to be innovative in talking with people, it's still there are some limitations. You cannot control all of the factors. But once you're in the kitchen or in the market, you have a control over all of your innovation and elements and you can create every time a different thing. And that's why when I cook normally, I don't cook from a recipe. No. Okay. I just imagine a dish in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say I often do that as well. And in my life, I've just watched a lot of cooking shows in the background. So I just, you, you have a sense of what works, but yeah, you're right. I realized that it's like, yeah, cooking is a creative exercise. Apart from that, I like watching movies in my free time. Okay. Which is not happens a lot, but and that's why I became very selective with the movies. Okay. I have to <laughs> get a very good recommendations. I have to research. Sure, and sure. I really enjoyed a very, very good movies, you know, which is one of the very brilliant movies which I recommend for people to watch, which I watched recently. A uh-huh. hundred feet journey. A hundred feet journey. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. It talks about the clash between different culture. It talks about how people look at each other. It talks about how people coming from different backgrounds, opposite backgrounds, yeah. they were hating and fighting and in clashes with each other. They managed to live together with harmony. At the wow, which yeah. is a wonderful summary of what we're doing. Yeah. So and documentaries as well. You know, sometimes if I do, if I don't have time to like read a history book about something, mm-hmm. I prefer to have a documentary as something like visual as well, but trusted one. I need also mm-hmm. 
look at the reviews. And so I can do that while doing some exercise and so yeah. do things at the same time. Right. And now with the master, I have to read at least like 50 pages every day with my work and with the language classes, the Spanish language classes. That's a good new challenge. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Wow. Well, those are great recommendations again. Show notes, show notes, show notes, listeners. Okay. Wow. Wonderful. So... In terms of what, where you think academically and um, message-wise, where do you think the next phase, I mean, you differentiate yourself from other tour operators and other providers of services in Egypt. Do you, do you think that there's becoming to be, particularly after the Arab Spring and, you know, with just different uprisings in Africa, are you seeing that the African of Egypt is starting to emerge? And where do you see potentially that going, if it's going anywhere at all? So that's like two questions about the African rule in Egypt emerging and about like how I see myself and what I'm doing and how I can evolve my business or my work. Evolve yes. that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a difficult question, but I will try to summarize okay. <laughs> it, you know, so I can answer it properly because there's different factors controlling that. One of the very interesting factors, which is I don't like, that most of the governments in Egypt in modern times, they don't realize that they come from an African background and they don't realize that Egypt is an African country. Yes. I tell you another interesting story. I would have one of, in one of my podcasts and one of my uh, interviews with the Egyptian National TV, I have two interviewers from the National Egyptian TV. And I dedicated like episodes for the African civilizations. And I was trying to deliver a message, sometimes like in hidden and sometimes very obvious. Egyptian civilization and Egyptians, they are Africans. Mm-hmm. That was very shocking for the interviewers. Are we really African? That was on air, recorded in the Egyptian national TV. Are we really Africans? I was almost laughing in the studio because almost everything in Egypt now or in modern history is not promoting for Egypt as an African. Right, right. So they are promoting Egypt. If you will ask an Egyptian today, you know, so who is Egyptian, Arab, Middle Eastern, but African? No, that will not normally will not come to his mind. Mm-hmm. Why? So because of education, first of all, Mm-hmm. Because of most of the rulers and ruling class, they don't understand their African heritage. Mm-hmm. Because of there is lots of immigration happens, and that's mostly focused in the north part of Egypt. And it happens that unfortunately the elites mainly comes from this north part. Yes, and the southern part, which is not being well developed, that's where the people, which is they feel more more of their African roots. Sure. And because of media as well, you know, so the only, I grew up watching like uh, lots of movies, you know, that's like when you are a kid in Egypt back in that time, that is, that's normally how, mm-hmm. especially being raised by a very conservative family, they don't let you to go out. So okay, everything was inside, yeah. About the movies. So the only time when you see black people in movies, in Egyptian classical movies, drama, is like a servants. Yeah. Is like drivers. Sure. Is that was their main rule. And that's why, unfortunately, the word Africa for many Egyptians they might consider humiliation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The word Africa for many of the Egyptians, they will remind them with famine and yeah. instability, poverty. Very much like the Western mind. Right. It was mainly colony which is shaped the curriculum, which is still taught not only in Egypt, in many of the African countries. Yes. I think the colony, in purpose, in purpose, 
they made this kind of foggy or they made this kind of distortion of the ancient African civilization and heritage so they can have an access to Africa. Think about 54 countries in Africa. 52 of them has been colonized. Yes. Only two countries not being colonized. Yeah. Ethiopia and Liberia, as far as I remember. Yes. So mm-hmm. you need to ask yourself the reason why. Because treasures and resources, and among these treasures is the man itself. So think about from a colony point of view of this man, a human being, I mean, I mean that man or woman in Africa. So if they realize that how important he is, how important their history and, and the time that we're leading the world back on that time and the resources they have and the power physically and mentally they have, they have dreams and they don't want that to happen. Yeah. And that's the they were distorting, they distorted, they distracted the Egyptian or the Egyptian people, taking them, throwing them away completely from their African, right, their African heritage. So, my message, my education, my tours, my lectures, my virtual tours after the COVID, I start actually offering virtual tours, is mainly focus on that. Okay, trying to clear not only in Egypt and Sudan and Nubia, trying to clear that out so people they understand how valuable it is to be an African. Sure, 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 sure. So you mentioned that you have been doing okay business-wise in COVID. So have you seen a rise in domestic tours now? Yes, there is slightly, actually. There is slight in my emails. Now I'm slightly have more requests. And it's still not to the standards, you know, sure. to make things going well, but things are still going. But I found actually a tool because I think that I have still have to keep promoting for the idea. And that's yeah, why the, and engaging. the virtual tour became a good idea. Oh, there is people locked at homes and they cannot go out. I try to put them together. I'm still, I told you, I don't have a good experience in marketing and, and yeah. looking if you can recommend somebody, I would be very happy <laughs> hearing us today. And we have the skill and we have the passion. The most important, the passion for me in my teamwork is more important than the skill. So we have the passion and the skills to help in promoting for our experience in Egypt and Sudan. We are most welcome. So we are doing that based on the contacts, which is a tour. You know, we normally, like in the last two years, every year we toured nearly a thousand people. More or less. Okay, yeah. So those are my uh, the people which is I'm trying to promote the virtual tour. But I think that if it's promoted well, it will help not only in the short term, even after the COVID. Yes. And because of also physical conditions sometimes. Yes. yes. And financial, right. financial like uh, problems, you know, or financial reasons, people they cannot book um, like a flight to go all the way to Egypt and. Yeah. and in the future, I'm trying to put more like a group tools because yeah. most of the so far was like individuals, but now sure. I'm more into groups, small groups. I don't like groups more than 12 people, so I can person communication stay well. Mm-hmm. And having a groups of 12 to 15 people at max maximum, that makes it able to deliver the message and able to drop the price. Too. Right, right. Because the yeah. van, the bus, the guide, whatever that would be divided between. Yeah. yeah. And it becomes like a classroom. So it's kind of an interesting. And, you know, and, she, and some of my tours, I organize lectures in the afternoon, evening. It is yeah. not 
there is normally for every version of the tour I have, there is two versions. I call it the full soft version and the in-depth version. Sure. So the in-depth version is those which is for those who would like to come to the class in the evening to discuss like more in-depth history. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So obviously everyone's kind of changing the way they're operating and figuring out new ways to be in this pandemic space. So now I want to move into my mindset hat question. And this is a question I ask all of my guests. What is your favorite or an innovative mindset hack? So this is something that you can imagine or something that you know of. And so it's really thinking about how you have set your mind in a way that is beneficial, positive, maybe a ritual or something that helps you to persevere. Thank you for this question. Because because I think that is the only weapon for any human being, which is nobody can take away from you. Mm-hmm. And so, and I believe in God and I believe in God is for everybody and for all of the mankind. And I believe that the hope, there is always a hope. And in even in the darkest situation, I prefer to look at the positive things. Not a way of ignoring all of the negative things around. I like to realize how much disadvantage I have. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I like to classify them into disadvantages. I can turn them into opportunities or disadvantages is difficult to turn them into opportunities. So I can, I should keep it aside now, not even think about it. So okay. together with these advantages, which is, can be turned into opportunities, I focus also on the advantages I have and the dreams. There is an interesting thing that I recruited, like one, which is he's the head of my operation now, just before the COVID starts. And luckily, and also because of the hard work, I kept most of my admin team through the COVID. And I think because it was a message, I was already making money in the last two years. It doesn't make sense just to walk away from them once problems happens. And I was paying them. I was also putting them in a program, a new program to develop things, not only for just paying them and sitting and doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So we- became my responsibility. So I don't have a team. I have a family working. Okay. With me. mm-hmm. And he told me that because he comes, he used to work with different travel companies before working with me. And he told me that working with real Egypt and real Sudan, it was a completely different experience for him. Because when he came, when the COVID starts, he thought that I would, at least if I'm very generous, I would give him half salary and I stay and I ask him to stay at home. Mm-hmm. But what happened? He said that, Every time I talked with my colleagues who works with the other companies I used to work, and they are big companies, and when I cut the call short with them because I'm busy having work to do, they make fun of me. Yeah. <laughs> so what I did is I believe that there is hope. I believe that we'll come out from this situation sooner or later. Yeah. And I start dealing as if I see already the end of this road and uh, I see the sure. result yeah. in front of me. And I start putting up plans and programs and determinations and daily schedules and daily meetings with my team in order to reach this goal. Mm-hmm. After, you know, from March until now, how many months? Now, like uh, six months, months mm-hmm. six or seven months, mm-hmm. we start healing, we start harvesting. Now, we start receiving requests and people touring with us and we start operating few tours already. And in the time that we're no, nobody else will still have. So we have advantage now because in the time that's when people kicked their employees and they stopped paying them, they haven't focused on developing their business. That was a very valuable time. The COVID, you cannot imagine how valuable it is. Because yeah. 
I managed to pull my business apart and have it reconstructed by trying, by finding the mistakes, the setbacks, and finding solutions. And not only, and going back to my study again. So I find that, and that's one of the very important things, which is I was worried on myself that my mind was gradually shifted into business. That's also another thing, which is a positive thing of COVID. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. That's a great, so focused on advantages and disadvantages in order to come up with a whole plan. Yeah, that's a great one. Wonderful. Wow, well, Samir, this has been a wonderful conversation. I really appreciate the depth. And you know, at some point, I would love to just get all into the history because that's something that I, I really enjoy. And I probably will reach out to you because my other life is creating content for, or my, my only life, my not my New York life, but my Ghana life is creating content, educational and informational content, particularly focused on Africans and the diaspora and children. And so I read that you're working on a children's book or children's content. So I'd love to connect with you and really start working and fleshing out some of those tools because I think that most people above the age of, you know, 15, 16, 17, their mindset is what it is based on their environment about Africa, but children now have an opportunity to learn a new self, you know, to really, and not to say that, I mean, you discovered your Africanness in your twenties, but really focusing on children, you know, from five, six, four, five, six and above is really something that I, I am committed to and, and want to do to the, the highest order. That's one of my recipes, actually, you know, thanks actually for mentioning that, because if I will put a recipe Mm-hmm. solutions to improve Africa because in Africa we have almost we have almost everything we need yes one of the very interesting facts about Africa that in the peaks of the African civilization there is no African hardly or better to be more specific hardly Africans country they have an interest or agreed to take over another country right in Africa and like what happens to Africa mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and even in the time that's when they can do it, for sure, and they can do it, they were not interested at all. Mm-hmm. Because we have more, we have a lot. And the side of Africa, which is even, uh, which is much bigger than the world map to the exactly. east. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the most important treasure of Africa, I'm not talking about resources, but I'm talking about the human yes. being. So the average age of the African, uh, the medium, sorry, the medium age of the African person is 19.7. Yeah. Is, you cannot imagine how much you can do with that. Exactly. Exactly. Like what I think that one of, uh, I travel extensively in Europe and I like like more than 17 countries. I've seen how European Union make a difference. Yes between the countries which has became part of European Union and the countries which is still not outside of European Union. Mm-hmm. Not only, I'm not talking about the economy, I'm talking about people minds. Yes. Mm-hmm. I hope to, for a similar experience for Africa, that right. will make a difference. Yes. That will make a huge difference. Yeah. I hope, I hope that for one language to be a common language among the African country, not taking the character of every country, so as a second language, I hope that the African countries agree that on a second language to be taught for the kids in the school as a second language, mm-hmm. because it will be very, very important. Mm-hmm. I hope that like now in Spain, I can hold my phone and I can call somebody in France and Holland and any place with no extra cost. I can drive my car, I can cross the border and here and there, nobody will stop and questioning 
questioning actually me where I'm going and what I'm doing and so I hope that happens in Africa as well. Yeah. You won't imagine how difficult, for example, for an Egyptian to go to Sudan. Yes, I know. It's extremely complicated. Yes, yes. Even it's so difficult to go from West Africa to North Africa to go like, oftentimes you have to go all the way to Europe to come back at the least cost. So yes. It doesn't mix if really, if really. And on the top of that, to create this environment, I know that that's more like a dream. And like, I, I'm kind of, a, and I like, I don't like to put like a sky as a limit, you know, I don't like to make a limit for my teams, but mm-hmm. I think that freedom of speech mm-hmm. and the freedom of choosing the choices, the leaders in Africa, mm-hmm. that will create the dynamics to improve things around. Without that, it is difficult. That's Yeah. I mean, these are our complications because a lot of this is still the vestiges of colonialism, obviously. I mean, we don't run a lot of our own governance, even though we think we do. And democracy is maybe not what we need. You know, we we actually probably do need a lot more social supports and, and that's not really supported by our relationships with the colonizers. So, so I mean, we, we could have many conversations and I hope to do so, actually. So, as we sign off, are there any last words that you'd like to share with our listeners? I'm very proud to be like one of your guests today. I'm very proud and very happy to deliver these messages and to fulfill my passion about Africa yeah. in your podcast today, which is not habits when I talk about any other subject. Yes. Yeah. Uh, with the same with the same passion. And I'm really I would like to offer like for any time you, your audience, would like to discuss a history of Africa from African perspective, um, be very happy to do that free for you and your guests. Wonderful, wonderful. We're going to take you up on that for sure. And we can find you. You have a YouTube channel, which is, tell us your YouTube channel. I called my YouTube channel History Reveals. History Reveals, which is a yes. great YouTube channel. You can also find out more. You have a website. Yes, realegypt.com. Real yep. And personal website too, which is samirabbas.com. Right, right. So we'll, all of that will be in the show notes again. And again, we have really rich show notes, guys. Like what I'm going to do is hopefully point, either do a point to your website on the tour that you described, or I will have points that you described in the show notes because all of that sounds so intriguing. And if you're planning a trip to Egypt, this is your tour company. Like, please, Egypt, Sudan, or Egypt. Yeah, we didn't even talk about Ethiopia. So we're definitely going to have you back. Don't worry. (laughs) Wonderful country. Wonderful country. Yes. And particularly, as you mentioned, it's never been colonized. So that's a whole different kind of story and context. So thank you so much, Samir. I really appreciate it. Okay, so that's all for this episode, Glocal Citizens. Thanks again for joining us. As always, you can catch us at www.glocalcitizenspod.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Podcasts, pretty much everywhere you find podcasts. I always say it. So please subscribe, share, comment. And until next time, bye for now.